This is Amber. And this is Shannon. And you're listening to Twin Beats, the Chicken Fanatics podcast. It's fucking great. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 14 of the Twin Twin Beaks Beaks Chicken Podcast. Podcast. I'm Shannon. I'm Amber. And welcome to the podcast. Okay, so, well, today, folks... Uh, let's. Amber and I are our, our our combs are a little crusty. Our uh, <laughs> waddles are a little worn out because, well, uh, Amber laid a giant egg, and we've been hey. busy ever since. No, Amber Amber uh, bought something. Yes, I bought a house in uh, ah! Paradise, California, out in the country. Oh my goodness! Yes, and it's a fixer. So we've been. Uh, Pretty busy. Yeah, I guess uh, that's true, folks. We are moving to paradise. Yep. <laughs> so uh, last week the podcast was a little late, and um, I think it might have even been a little late the week before. Yeah. And that's because we've been really busy. We are so busy. We even talked about not doing the podcast this week, but decided we needed to just. Muscle Forge ahead. Make That's it right. Happen. In fact, we we actually drove back to the studio um, in our house um, from the new house just to record this episode. Yay! So because we weren't really want to make a um, consistent podcast for you guys. Um, that said, uh, things might get a little squirrely in the whole moving situation. So. If we come out a couple days late or something like that, rest assured we are not going away. No. No pod fade here. No, no, no. Nope. We are too chicken crazy for that. (laughs) Couldn't leave if we tried. So, yeah. um, Let's just, uh, for giggles, talk a little bit about the place. Okay. Um, Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is I looked up, of course, the local chicken laws there. mm Mm-hmm. And they only allow two chickens per person. I thought it was four. Two. Per person or per household? Well, it doesn't state. It says you're allowed to have two chickens. Oh. So I'll have to look into that. I assumed it's per property. Mm-hmm, maybe. Know? So. Yeah. Yeah, so that's interesting. That's a little res- restrictive. We um, Immediately when we moved there, we saw that our neighbors had four chickens. Right. So yeah. I, I was like, yes! They've got chickens. They're not going to complain about my chickens. Mm-hmm. You have a little, uh, yeah, mutual understanding there. So that's that was exciting, and their chickens were beautiful, and I love to hear them. So so I'll just say it: our chickens are moving from a rather small inner city backyard that they've under trees denuded to three quarters of an acre of land that has basically been left to run amuck for two years. Yeah, full of weeds. Like it's like a field. And bugs, bugs. and everything. So yeah. they're going to be very happy. They're moving to paradise. They are. Chicken paradise. We're moving to paradise. <laughs> Doesn't that sound nice? Yeah. So uh, that's all very good for the birds. And we will try to keep up with uh, the podcast for you guys. Uh, the 
I talked last time about a contest, and um, I'm still going to do that because I've read most of the book that I was talking about doing an audiobook of, and I'm certainly not going to give up on that having done most of it. But it might be a bit. <laughs> well, we uh, move to have a lot of editing greener to pastures. Yes, yeah. Amber's going to do the um, mentally the stimulating. <laughs> well, you know. I'll have the whole thing memorized by the time I'm done. That's the, that's the upside. What, what she <laughs> means to say is that she's looking forward to listening to me talk over about over. chickens over yeah. and over and over I am. and over again. I am. You have a very nice voice. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only sad part is I'll probably have to cut parts out, you know, to be less of your nice voice. Now you're talking. Oh, it's so tragic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All those lost half seconds of me fumbling words. Yes. Such a pity. Such a pity. Oh, well. Oh, well. Let's see. So that's housekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> um Got to keep people caught up on things. Uh-huh. And uh, let's see. We'll, of course, tell people, keep people up on the new chicken domicile yes. and all of the... They'll be coop building. They'll it might be a bit before they actually the, uh, get to move, though. Transplanting chickens from a city to the country, and we'll see how that goes. And <laughs> I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be very happy. I think they'll I'm, be very I'm looking happy. forward to seeing... Uh, like how they react when they're let loose on this like new environment that's so much better for them. And I, I wonder if I'll be able to uh, perceive their happiness. That would be kind of cool. I think after you're done perceiving their timidity. Yeah. That's yeah, usually how it works. Yeah. After their first ride in a car. <laughs> so um, this week's episode is going to is not was not research intensive mm-hmm. because we basically don't have time. But um, brought things so we've made the episode about stuff that um, we've either done recently or we've got a movie review. Mm-hmm. And let's see, today's theme is kind of uh, the acceptance of chickens in public. Yeah, like feral t- chickens in towns that celebrate and even capitalize on their feral chicken populations. And yeah. It's pretty cool stuff. And our actual personal experiences with now, that. Now, that brings me to an interesting question because mm-hmm. feral usually suggests some... It's feral. A feral animal is a wild, de- former domestic animal. Mm-hmm. It's a domestic species that has reverted to wild to status. And these in chickens. some of these cases, these chickens almost seem more like community pets than That's they do true. wild yeah. animals. So it's... Yeah. So they're kind of borderline. Do they? Does it really count as feral if it's just something that everybody takes care of? I think that's a mixture because there's a spectrum, and um, I know that some of these chickens hang around at restaurants and things like that and wait for handouts, and um, other chickens are kind of taking care of themselves and just foraging, kind of how a feral cat would. You know, people don't necessarily feed them, but they know where all the dumpsters are. They know where the high school is, where the kids throw the food all over, and they have their little little circuit that they run where they know that there's a good food supply. But... We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yes, we don't want to go into it too much. Before we do that, Mm -hmm. why don't we peek into Amber's cabinet of of chicken curiosities. And today we're going to find... (gasps) Let's see. Well, there is an interesting article I read about 
chickens and how Christians had a large part to play in the domestication of chickens. And there's this, Christians in your cabinet. There's Christian chickens in my cabinet. Oh boy. Cluck, 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 medieval cluck, Christian cluck, 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 cluck. chickens. Yes. Uh. Yes, medieval Christians. Okay. And this happened because um, Christianity during those times became so widespread. It was just practically everyone right. was Christian during those times. Mm-hmm. And um, they had very strict rules about your diet. And, um, you know, one of them was for, you know, a lot of fasting needed to happen. And uh, one of the rules of that was that you couldn't eat animals with four legs. So sure. they decided you could eat humans. No, just kidding. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they uh, they decided you could eat chickens. So chickens back then were not domesticated so much yet. They were a little more wild, mean, and feisty. But they mm-hmm. started kind of um, encouraging and breeding those uh, mean characteristics out of the chickens. And they've actually found that there's a correlation between the amount of eggs a chicken lays and how friendly and um, docile they are. Makes sense. Yeah, it's very interesting. Like the uh, wild jungle fowl that they descended from, um, I, I guess, don't lay that many eggs, and they're hmm. they're very mean and afraid of people. Yeah, flighty so, birds. So, yeah, the Christians um, really encouraged the um, genetics of the, you know, modern-day domestic fowl and hmm. getting them to lay eggs year-round. and Like the uh, monasteries in particular. Yeah, yeah, so that they could have um, meat that they could eat and eggs because that right. was fine to eat, and if they you know, didn't have that, then, you know, it would mostly be wild birds and, mm-hmm. and, uh, vegetables and things like that. Right. So that, that was really interesting. And I guess, um, I read something that they preferred chickens with, um, yellow skin. They saw it as a sign of health. So a lot of your friendly, um, and I guess most modern fowl does have the yellow skin, but, right. um, but yeah, they're more friendly, lay more eggs. Very interesting. Yeah. So that's pretty fascinating. Yeah. Very interesting. I didn't know that. So um, one of the things that I learned in religious studies or was told Mm -hmm. uh, was that the uh, Christian monastic movement of the Middle Ages came out of um, the disintegration of the Roman Empire and that um, basically people because of the plague mm-hmm. and because of uh hard times you know would uh it was really a way, it was a survival mechanism you know a, mm-hmm. a big group of men would get together live in this thing or a big group of women and they'd spend all their time farming and you know keeping themselves going which was why they were so austere, mm-hmm. you know, because it was about survival. So it's interesting to know that, like, the chicken played a big part in that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, very interesting to put that together like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So next, um, there's this fascinating oh. little restaurant in, um, where is it? Greensburg, Pennsylvania. It's called Tasty Land. Okay. And uh, it's a little ice cream diner drive-up place. And 
they apparently had a neighbor that let their chickens run free and the chickens discovered this restaurant <laughs> and all the food it provided so the chickens started coming there and um never mind this feeder thing back yeah, home. yeah it's got they got the goods at this place yeah so they came at first there was three chickens uh -huh. and people were like hmm that's interesting and they uh tolerated them and what they found was that the customers really liked the chickens they um mm -hmm. enjoyed watching them they'd call on the phone and say are the chickens there our kids love the chickens we we want to make sure they're there before we bring huh. you know people there yeah. and um then all the people would uh of course feed their leftovers to the chickens they said mm -hmm. that sometimes people they noted they were even buying extra food, like bread, french fries, things like that. They started buying food for the just chickens. Just to feed the chickens. So sure. they're making more money off these chickens. Mm -hmm. So they stayed, and the flock grew. They oh boy. <laughs> started breeding and stuff. And I guess that there's, um, nowadays, there's only one of the original roosters, and the, the other hens have passed on. But there's a whole new generation. Um one customer review, I went on Yelp and looked it up. They said that they had a delightful experience. There was 10 chickens roaming around. They're eating. Um, the place has built a coop with food in it just to kind of attract the chickens. And they don't own the chickens, but they just wanted to create more of a good environment for them because they really help their business and everyone loves them. And they, have, they say that they have a great relationship with the actual owner of the chickens and it's mutually beneficial and it just sure. works out fantastically. So huh. that's that's really, really cool. Really that's, cool. That's neat. Yeah, yeah. They say that they do have to kind of go around and do a little extra work to clean up after the chickens because they make a mess, of course. Yeah. And that's not acceptable in a restaurant. So No. No. So they got to be really on top of that. But otherwise, it's a really positive thing, they say. You know, it makes me think um, if you're a small business owner mm -hmm. of almost any kind, um, Maybe you should think about getting a chicken for your business. Ah, yeah. I'm seeing like, you know, if you've got a cafe or something with a little yeah. outdoor area, yeah. throw, a ch throw a chicken in there. They're, they're going to take care of all your compost waste. People would love it. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to take care of all that. People get this positive, joyful experience of getting to feed the chickens. Children will nag their parents to yeah. go to that cafe because it's yeah. the one with the chicken. I even thought it would be cool to have like a coop. And then have like a little chute on the side where it's like put your mm -hmm. food waste here. And it's like a little chute goes in, feeds chickens. You get to watch it. Right. And then uh, the, you have a lot less waste. It's not going to the landfill. Throw your compost into the chicken pit. Yeah, you got these well-fed <laughs> chickens and uh, everybody's happy. Yeah. I, you, <laughs> hmm. I wonder about like dietary-wise though. I mean, it's I not really great for a chicken to live off of McDonald's. Oh, that would be bad. I think you're right. It, was too, it would be too fatty probably. Too much, too rich of a diet because they need a lot of grains and stuff. Yeah, but you know another business where you, you don't feed the chickens. Uh huh. You know, just anywhere with outdoor space, or like, I don't know, maybe even some indoor space. Yeah, they if have you chicken at diapers it, now. You could have a chicken in a bookstore the same way they have uh, cats or. Yeah know. how how much of a you know Seth Godin talks about the. Uh, purple cow it's it's the <laughs> thing that's so remarkable about your business that it gets other people it gets people to tell other people about it <laughs> you know um yeah. instead of persuading people to talk about your business they want to tell everybody uh -huh. because it's so remarkable 
So how purple cow is that? You're at a bookstore and this chicken with a diaper on walks up to you. And crows, maybe. I mean, how weird would that be? You go tell everybody and they'd want to go see it too. Yeah. Hmm. That's cool. <laughs> or the hardware store or just anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's just this thing I thought about. Yeah. Like that that's kind of a slick marketing thing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And speaking of marketing and chickens, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, we talked before about how to make money with chickens, and this is kind of a whole nother angle. It's just the um, the recreational angle almost, you know, people just like checking out chickens. Mm-hmm not eggs meat whatever just interacting with them is is fun yeah so yeah so speaking of marketing and uh all that we were driving on the way to the new house and we stopped at a town we got uh indian food in yuba city Okay, so I'm going to tell the story. Okay, the, great. the beginning. So <laughs> we get out to walk into the restaurant, and I hear this rooster crow. And, you know, I've spent a lot of time around roosters, so I kind of know how loud they are. And this thing sounded like it was about 15, 20 feet behind me. So I turn around, and there's nothing but, like, mall parking lot for hundreds of yards in any direction with, you know, some landscaping and stuff like that and I thought oh well your mind's playing tricks on you that thing was really way the heck over on the other side of the parking lot and then for a while we thought that there was this guy that was walking around (laughs) in the restaurant that we thought that he maybe had a uh, rooster rooster ringtone (laughs) but that wasn't the case no so I went back outside when I was waiting for the food and walked around and sure enough I found a chicken so of course I ran right back inside to tell Amber and then we did some searching or I actually first I went I, outside I had to send you out on recon yeah and I was like oh my gosh there's like like six chickens out there and some chicks I was like that's crazy so I in we this came mall in, parking lot yeah we came in and ate and for some reason we got the idea to check out you know on our on our iPhones or whatever Yuba City and chickens and saw all this information about their feral chicken population it's apparently a thing for the city yeah yeah a big news thing there were lots of news articles about it yuba city's chickens so yeah then you start driving around yuba city and you realize that there's just chickens everywhere everywhere just and they're not it was like it was like guatemala actually they're like on the side of the road but they're not getting in the traffic they're in the mall parking lot they're Mm -hmm. not getting hurt they know how to get out of the way of the cars and like the funny thing is this mall parking lot like Shannon said it has the little dividers where you know they've got some trees and shrubbery and stuff and all the chickens yeah all the chickens are cruising around under there and the more you look the more you just see chickens everywhere so they have their little habitat and uh, yeah so cool it's so amazing I thought it was really interesting you know because here you have this city that had what was it you said they had they have like big roosters on their city welcome to yuba city sign yeah or, or like that's that? actually live oak that's a different oh, this city other one. that's okay bl- yeah well but you've got things like that going on at any rate yeah where the city makes a thing about it yeah and it's i like just celebrated it. it's and, not a problem at all you know folks every week uh amber and i 
combed the internet for news stories f- for the cabinet of curiosities. And um, what would you say it's like 50% of news stories are this city is allowing, not allowing, kind of allowing, oh, may allow. It's a big thing right now. That's it's, like half the articles. Yeah, are a lot like many of the articles I come across frequently are about people's battles with local jurisdiction mm-hmm. and how the cities want to ban backyard chickens, get rid right. of chickens. They think they're dangerous. They have salmonella. They're a nuisance. They smell bad. They're loud. All this. And um, it was so cool to see not just chickens in people's backyards that are being cared for and cleaned up after, but just chickens and tons of them roaming all over the place and seeing, gosh, they're really not a nuisance at all. The animal control in Yuba City they don't consider them a problem. They don't get right. reports about the chickens, so they don't have yeah, to come Yeah, they said out. that. They said we never get reports about them. Yeah. As and, in um, nobody complains. The whole city is full of chickens and nobody complains. Yeah, and uh, even this one person I read in an article said that they've watched the chickens. They've been there for generations, actually. It's been a thing for, like, I think over 80 years. Right. But he says the chickens are smart. They even know when they can cross the street or not and they don't (laughs) they know better than to go out into traffic in front of cars and they just kind of intuitively learn to navigate their particular landscape and it's kind of incredible it's amazing to me okay i think i've said this on the show before i don't remember but i know i've ranted at you about it how i want to make a working replica model of a four-way intersection. (laughs) Have I talked about this on the show? I don't think you have. I think you should. You've told me many times. I'm so frustrated with human beings. (laughs) Sorry. but traffic here is a nightmare. No, traffic. And no, really, I like people. I'm an optimist, but just traffic drives me crazy. And so I I thought, you know, I could make this four-way intersection scale model for a chicken (laughs) and train the chicken to know when to go like relative (laughs) to any place you put it in the intersection Mm -hmm. and have other moving cars and stuff Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and just youtube it to prove to people look even a chicken can get a four-way stop right right you could use one one hundredth of your brain and (laughs) figure it out so yeah um so the idea of them waiting for traffic makes me think of that because, yeah, it turns even out... Even a chicken can do it. Even a chicken can figure it out, people. Yeah, golly. <sighs> uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, even a chicken can get it. So, yeah, that's that's an interesting thing. Now, those cities um, have been marketing that. Yeah, it's like a, it's a tourist thing. And they honestly, they don't really have... Well, I haven't been to Live Oaks. I can't speak for them. But I mean, Yuba City doesn't have a lot going on, you know, as far as like I, I might, well, might be a place to stop. Well, okay, before the Yuba City Tourist Board sends us a nasty gram, we were oh. only there for half an hour. Okay. Who the heck knows what well, there is to do in Yuba that, City? I have no idea. Yeah. Maybe well, it, it's full of speakeasies. Yeah, but the chickens were definitely the highlight Goth nightclubs. of our experience there. So I can say that, right? If you own a goth club in Yuba City, please write me an email. We want to see a chicken in a diaper there, and I will be there. We'll bring yep. you eggs, whatever it takes. I'll be there with bells on, dressed to the nines. With eggs, yeah. <laughs> with eggs. Yeah, so, yeah, Yuba City. Um, 
did you find anything? What was it, Live Oak? Yeah, but also, uh, what was it? Oh, I guess both in Live Oak and Yuba City. The funniest mm-hmm. thing um, someone mentioned um, is that it's a lot of roosters because people come and just like steal the hens. They take the hens right. and the chicks home and like. Like a public fruit tree. Yeah. And then they drop off their roosters. Yeah. <laughs> so they Lame. got all these roosters. But yeah. they're they're fine, I guess. They you know they they're not mean. They don't attack anybody. They don't really cause any trouble. So even though you got this pack of roosters, but uh you know some people say this is why they can't sleep in Yuba City or Live Oaks. So they've got mm. people who love them, people who hate them. I I bet those roosters have a uh, disappearance rate. Yeah, I bet they make it into the stew pot now and then. I would. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that parking lot had a variety of roosters. They were beautiful. It was really was cool. All these little Hang voices out in the parking growing. lot of the mall and watch yeah. the chickens walk around with their little chicks too. You know, so this is this is basically a meat supply that scavenges out of um, little parking lot yeah. islands, and it's sort of like why doesn't why don't we have this everywhere? Yeah. They, they kind of clean things up, I guess. I, I saw them a lot around the um, restaurant dumpster. Right. Too. Oh, I'm, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, we've got pigeons. Yeah. How could chickens be worse than pigeons? Probably pretty good. They keep down, they eat weeds, they get rid of bugs, they kill fly larvae, yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, we should just have gorilla. I was thinking about the gorilla farming movement, which if you guys don't, <laughs> if, if the listeners don't know, it's this idea that you go around to public places, public places in um, the cities and plant food, basically, mm. so that plant people can flock. get fresh vegetables. And if you don't know, there's this idea called food deserts, which is that in the inner city, there's no real quality food mm-hmm. within reasonable transportation distance Mm -hmm. so people end up malnourished and unhealthy from living off of basically liquor store food so you go into these places and you plant fruit trees in the little city parks in Mm -hmm. the public and stuff like that and uh yeah yeah well yeah they should uh plant some chickens so yeah let's let's do gorilla gorilla livestocking yeah except you can't you shouldn't do that really because it's not responsible well it's bad because unfortunately say if we did that here what would happen is the animal control would come out and take the chickens and probably put them to sleep i think that they do try to find homes for them but it's not like yuba city or live oak or or any of these other places that welcome chickens they would you know the chickens wouldn't have a very good fate they'd rescue them yeah, so, so you speak. wouldn't want to do that unless. Um, well, no, I was. You know, more but it would saying be. It would be so cool if you could just you let. You can't chickens... just abandon animals out into the. No, but man, it would be cool if everywhere shouldn't. was like Yuba City and Live Oak. I don't know what's the ethical difference between feral pigeons and feral chickens. It's... Should we catch all the pigeons and rehome them? <laughs> but it sure was cool to walk around and see all the chickens running around and just be in traffic and you look over and there's oh, some there's chicken some chickens. chickens sitting in the lawn and yeah. it's just like why literally you're at a busy four way intersection like you know four lane highway thing you mm-hmm. look off to the side it's like Carl's Jr with their little lawn and bushes and 
there's a little family of chickens clucking around and I'm like, wow, they're not running into traffic. Nothing. It's amazing. I know what I was going to ask you. Did you happen to look up the laws for those cities and see oh. how many chickens you're allowed to have no. in a city where chickens are allowed to just run wild? No, I didn't. That would be really cool. Because that would, it'd be funny if it's like you're only allowed two chickens. But Live Oaks, California sounds really cool to check out too. It's another city that I guess Yuba City has like a population of 50, 60 chickens or something mm -hmm. that are kind of like located in a specific area but live oaks california has a population of 300 or more chickens wow and it's a place that's um east of sacramento near like uh rockland and stuff okay and they um are so well known for their chicken population that it is a very big deal there they have banners with chickens on them they have all kinds of chicken themed stores they have mm -hmm. a um, chicken festival that happens i guess in september that we're gonna have to make it out to oh we yeah to special go. assignment yes reporting we'll report to you guys all right tell you all about it sure so sure. yeah okay um well let's see have you got anything else on the cities and their social acceptance of chickens not so much, except that it seems to be a huge success. There's just, uh, it's a really positive thing for everybody, except the people who can't get any sleep because of the roosters. But um, Oh my gosh, how um, do you not get used to it? Yeah, I don't know. There, there's people that they interviewed that said, well, the roosters, they don't bother me. They just become kind of part of the background. You learn to just ignore it because it's yeah. irrelevant. You know, it just happens all day long. So I never filter it out. I stopped hearing it. Yeah. So most people are fine with it and they're they enjoy the attention their little town gets and sounds like a real fun time going to that festival and there was uh like a person i think uh i can't remember the name of the store but there's a chicken themed store there and they even had like a chicken in the store mm -hmm. like like we were talking See? about yeah there yeah. you go yeah oh so it's it's definitely a tourist it's real thing. yeah it's really a thing in um yeah we got to go check that yeah, out yuba city's more just like oh there's these chickens everywhere that's maybe crazy. we can interview the shop guy yeah that but live cool. oaks it's it's a thing they advertise mm. that they're the chicken city and they have the festival and all that's these cool themes and stores all and, right chicken mecca yeah and by the go. way folks if you're listening out there and you know of any cities like this um let us know. Yeah, we want to know. About, well, I just thought it was amazing. We live so close to these places and all the research I've been doing for the show. I never knew this. It took us have, going to a restaurant, seeing chickens, and, and just questioning what's going on here to find out that on mm -hmm. our way to our new house are two towns that are just full of feral chickens which i thought was just incredible i thought and i was losing like, my i thought i was losing my mind it's a good i omen. heard this rooster <laughs> and i turn around and there's nothing but like black top and a couple bushes for miles and i even went over and looked around in the bushes and didn't find it for some so reason and it's just I, I know i heard a rooster i took some really good videos of them and pictures too so i'm going to post that on our twin beaks chicken church page and our other twin beaks page and stuff like that cool so you get to see them. Okay. Well, let's talk about that other thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we got to catch a movie. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, this movie reminded me of The Hearse. <laughs> I, 
Now, I, I've got to ask why. Why did it remind you of the hearse? I'll, I'll get to it. <laughs> so I have a 1947 Pontiac hearse, and um, I restored it myself. I got it to uh, teach myself auto repair, and I'm just going to try to get through this really fast. But um, So in order to do that, I had to join this car club of these guys that restore cars, mm-hmm. right? And I remember... So these guys show each other pictures of their cars, and they spend all of this time making their cars perfect to mm-hmm. the to the day it rolled off the assembly line. Yeah. And I remember this one guy going, yeah, your car looks really great, except um, the sticker on the air filter is blue instead of red. Wow. And they used the blue ones on 48s, and yours is a 47. Oh, my God. Whoa. And and this was just looking at a few pictures on the internet. You know, he Dang. didn't even get to look at the car. Huh. He just picked that out of a photo. Wow. And so they have that level of intensity about mm-hmm. it. Like when they show their car, the hang tag that the car sold with is hanging off the key. Yeah. You know, That's for nice. maximum points. So we watched this movie called... Uh, Chicken People. Chicken People, yeah. Yeah. And Chicken People was about people that do chicken shows. Yeah, like competitive nationwide chicken competitions where they, what was that book called? The Something of Standards? Uh, Oh, darn it. Someone's got to know. But it's a book that they try to get, was written long ago about like the perfect description Poultry of Poultry Standards breed. book. And they, they, it's all down to this mathematical formula, science, every little detail and people just obsess over making right. a chicken just perfect and like the, looking beautiful. The comb has to flop over after the third, third little peak on it. Third peak only not before it. Has it to stand up in the front. Right. And like the scales on the legs have to have a certain specific pattern. So yeah. The feathers like have to be well defined in a perfect pattern. All these little right. little details that you wouldn't even think of looking at a they're chicken. They're like picking through the chicken's hind end, looking for crisp lines on the feather pattern. Yeah, it's really astounding, and the enthusiasm and the obsessiveness they have about these chickens is like amazing. Yeah, they're fanatics. Yeah, they follow these three people who uh, are actually all very eccentric, interesting people, too. Yeah, they are. Really rich personalities and just different and and so passionate about not only their chickens, but, like, a lot of things in their lives. Really fascinating people. Yeah. I, um... The one thing that blew me away was the guy who uh, was a car repair per, uh, he built yeah. motors not and he's repair. an engineer he, he, yeah he designs car motors engineer yeah yeah a bit higher yeah. caliber than fixing on things but so he does chickens in his spare time and he's hatching out just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of eggs constantly yeah. hatching them and he numbers each one of his chickens yeah and but the numbers are like names to him. Mm-hmm. So like he'll he'll say, you know, number 6431. Oh yeah, I remember him. He was moody and had really long legs. Yeah. Beautiful feathers though. And then that was 8 years ago. Yeah. And you're just 
wow, this guy has a whole library of all of those birds just in his head. And he talks about the characteristics of the ones that he's currently breeding and they're like, you know, grandparents, great grandparents and how they got these characteristics and that characteristics. And he's just like hatching chickens like in the thousands, like I think he mentioned like 11,000 or 30,000 like of certain types. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It is, like, mind-blowing. So, sure, these people are perfectionists, fanatics. Their mm. lives are run by chickens. They live and breathe chicken. This The one lady in the movie spends, like, two days for 12 hours straight washing chickens yeah. before the show Getting to get them, them all, all ready. Getting and blow-drying and shampooing and conditioning. One thing that I thought was interesting was uh, the guy um, that he had a one girlfriend mm-hmm, for a mm-hmm. while, yeah. and he met her at a chicken show. Yeah, and he sort of seemed to have this attitude of, "I'm I'm going to be single mm-hmm. because I don't want a relationship to distract from my chickens." Yeah, yeah, he was very. Serious, I mean, he pretty much committed. said it. That, that that way yeah I yeah. forget the exact words yeah yeah. so yeah interesting character profiles in that movie it was fantastic and you get to look at a chicken show yeah. which is man that was a lot of birds it was a lot of birds yeah and kind of see how judging goes which was a weird thing it was very weird yeah yeah I thought it was so strange the way the judge just walks along and looks at all the cages mm-hmm. and all of the breeders sort of just sit there about twenty feet away and kind of like try to look over his shoulder and interpret yeah. what he's doing with the piece of paper and like honestly, most of them look like they're about to fall to pieces, like serious nail biting like they're having an anxiety attack, yeah he critiques their chicken, you know, and it's like this heartbreaking crushing thing if the chicken gets denied because they've like poured their heart and soul into this chicken and then and then this ecstatic like spiritual experience practically if like the chicken, yeah it's like very emotionally invested they're getting real the chicken shows it's well it's wild it's uh i don't want to i don't want to judge people based on a movie because i've actually been in a movie before too and Mm -hmm. i i know documentaries and i know how they can make you look like somebody you're not like exaggerate stereotypes or something right to get there and sort of flatten your personality and stuff Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. i kind of noticed that what all of those people had in common which might have been kind of a manipulative tactic by the person making the documentary was they all seemed to have some kind of um, emotional baggage they were dealing with with the chickens like the chickens were very healing for them so or like they were using it to deal with some kind of issue yeah so um so yeah when you're like that it makes sense that you'd be really emotionally invested in the the judging yeah but i i have found and when i had my pet chicken other people would comment on it um my chicken when gretel when um someone was sick or something and laying there not feeling well he would come up and like lay on the part of their body that wasn't feeling good 
and they they felt like uh comforted by him and it was almost yeah. like he kind of picked up on someone wasn't feeling well and wanted to go near them and they did find it to be very very healing and i i had that experience too so i think all animals are healing for people but chickens really they have a you know soothing influence and i don't know they make me very happy when i'm around them i thought it was interesting how the judging seemed both very particular mm-hmm. and also kind of random right like I, you could tell that the judges knew how to evaluate a chicken yeah you know and uh knew their stuff but then they would make decisions that seemed kind of arbitrary like yeah. this comb is too perfect that was a weird thing that too was perfect that was weird i yeah. think that would be a good thing and then the fellow well i mean the the point is to make the bird like this book called the american standards of perfection yeah so how do you then turn around and say the bird is too, too perfect? perfect that's funny and then the, like I, that's the point i guess that there's um some vague terminology in the book of standards or whatever it's called as well so that it kind of leaves it open to interpretation of what what that actually means i can't remember the uh exact thing yeah. but they did mention it in the movie the american so, standard of perfection the american standard of perfection that's what it's called mm-hmm. but i overall oh my gosh i loved that movie i was just it's entertaining yeah i was and captivated the whole time I you loved get it. to look at a lot of different types of chickens and they mm-hmm. mention all the breeds mm-hmm. and they talk about what's important in them yeah. so that if you're a chicken nerd, it's definitely a, it's a lot of fun. A thing to see, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's that movie then. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun, quirky. Yeah. Check it out. Go watch it. Yeah, it's there, a great movie. There aren't a lot of movies out there on chickens that we've yeah. found. If you've found others, mm-hmm. please let us know. Yeah, yeah. We'd love to just sit there and watch chicken movies the natural history of the chicken is an absolute must watch as well we'll yeah. review that some other time but if you happen to see it just you'll you'll love it i think it. we've used clips f- from it in fact on shannon and i's first date i just have to tell this story it was so Uh-oh. cute because we were in the cemetery talking and uh just kind of getting to know each other we weren't totally you know familiarized or whatever and I, I think I asked, um, have you ever seen the natural history of the chicken? And he was like, oh, yeah, I've seen it, you know, maybe four times. And I was like, oh, my God, I've seen it five times. And it was like, you know. The little tweet birds came uh, down out of the trees. Little hearts started floating around. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is the guy for me. Most people have never heard of the natural history of the chicken. And this guy is so nut job. He's times. seen it four times. I'm in love. So that was Aww. really cute. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. Yep. Yeah, that one of those. Oh my gosh, that's too weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, so we covered a few um, examples of chickens being out in public, free to roam. Chickens about town. Chickens mm-hmm. about town. Let my chickens <laughs> go. Yes. Um, but yeah. Not all chickens should be out in public, though. No, no. No. Some chickens are not good. Mm-mm. 
not the, not the sociopathic psychotic chickens you know bad news bad news psycho chickens there's some criminal psycho chickens out there in the world say. yeah and they they should not <laughs> they should not be about town you gotta psycho watch out. chickens keskasay oh <laughs> <laughs> Chasing me all over town Psycho chicken And that was Psycho Chicken by The Fools. Thank you very much for tuning into the show. We hope you stop by iTunes to give us a rating or our website to give us a feedback. Uh Yeah, you can subscribe to our blog at (laughs) twinbeakschickenpodcast.com. We write articles there occasionally, post 
pictures. There's a forum that's just waiting for you guys to jump in and have your say. Yay, cool. Post pictures of your chickens. Yeah. We'd love it. Yes. All right. Thanks for tuning in.